Okay, good morning, everybody. We do fast. Our rabbis uh, tell us tonight is uh, Hoshanah Rabbah. So our rabbis tell us that while we said a number of times, while the judgment is sealed on Yom Kippur, it's not delivered from the jury to the judge until tomorrow, or possibly even Saturday morning, give us the full day of Hoshanah Rabbah to modify. The Gemara tells us that when you meet someone tonight or tomorrow, you wish them pitka tava, a good note. A good note should be delivered. The Ashkenazim say uh, a good kvittles, right? Good kvittel, uh, a good note. We also refer to Hoshanah Rabbah as the Hoshanah Rabbah, the great salvation. When we say Hoshia na, please save us. Hoshia na, please save us. So we're, we're, uh, we refer to Hoshanah Rabbah as the great salvation. The rabbis also comment, Hoshanah Rabbah, we have Hoshia na, Nun Aleph, is Nun is 50, Aleph is 1, is 51. Hoshanah Rabbah is 51 days since the Rosh Chodesh of Elul, 51 days. These are the days that Hashem gives us as a gift. The Ben Ishai, he brings, he says that this time we should be aware that the lion is roaring. And he uses the Aryeh, the lion, and he says, what's Aryeh? Aleph Fe'elul, Reish Rosh Hashanah, Yud Yom Kippur, and Hey is Hoshanah Rabbah. So we have a custom to stay up tonight. And it's interesting because if we compare it to Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur we go to sleep at night. Yom Kippur we don't eat. Today we eat. So it's like Yom Kippur, but it's not like Yom Kippur. We stay up all night tonight. We read the book of Devarim as we come to Simchat Torah till Shemini Atzeret Simchat Torah the following day. But we also have a custom to read the book of Tehillim, the whole book of Tehillim. And I think the custom of the book of Tehillim relates to the fact that on Hoshanah Rabbah, who's the Ushbizin, who's the guest based on the Arizal? It's interesting, if you look at the, the whole inst- institution of Ushbizin, it seems based on the Navi Micha, where we don't have the seven that we have. The seven we have is only, I think, after the Ari, based on the seven relating to the seven Sefirot, which is similar to the seven weeks of Shavuot, but this is uh, only in the last 400 years or so. But we relate the last day, Hoshanah Rabbah, to David HaMelech. Why David HaMelech related to Hoshanah Rabbah and this whole idea of trying to fix at the last minute. Of all of the Ushbizin, of all the Avot, David HaMelech says a person fails seven times and gets up. The one who's the, the symbol of being able to fall, to be able to do something wrong, but to be able to come back from it, is David HaMelech. And the idea when we come to Hoshanah Rabbah is to think about, this is what we did, but this is what we're going to become. No matter how much a person falls, sometimes... A person does something wrong, they think there's no redemption. David HaMelech is the symbol that whatever a person did, they could come out of that, uh, they could come out of it. Also, the, the tefillot tomorrow are very similar to the tefillot on, uh, and also tonight, in between the readings, we do, similar to what we do tomorrow, seven times, we have a mini selichot tonight and a mini selichot tomorrow morning, what well, we do seven times, God willing, we should be able to do it in a half hour, but we should have to pray the right way. Some say <coughs> that this day coincides with the day Yehoshua and Bnei Israel did the last circle around Jericho, Yericho, and the walls fell down. 
I have a problem because I'm not sure how that works out according to the calendar because if Moshe Rabbeinu died on the 7th of Adar and then they mourned him and then they went in, in Nisan to Eretz Yisrael, did they wait six months to get to Yericho? It doesn't seem so from the Navi, but there are some that suggest that it is. But no matter what, there's a lot of parallels between the whole idea of the Hoshanot and the city of Yericho. How? In the, in the city of Yericho, we were commanded to walk around the city each day, one time, and then the last day, go around seven times and blow the shofar. What is the idea of going around once each day and then seven times the last day? The going around the seven times the last day combined with all the other, which is what we've done all week, the seven time breaks down the wall. What is the idea of breaking down the wall? Maybe the idea and why the Ashkenazim, when, the, when, the, when a couple gets married, the girl circles the groom seven times. Why is she circling him seven times? To break him? No. She's circling to break the wall that separates the two of them. She's circling to break the wall because the, the, the girl in the marriage represents the wall. She represents the vessel while the man represents the top, the sechach. So when we go around Yericho seven times, we're going to break down the wall. When we go around the Teva tomorrow seven times, what should we have in mind? That whatever wall is separating Hashem from me, I want to break that wall down so that I have a complete and perfect relationship. I want to take these past 51 days, I want to build on them and come to that point where I break it down. Now what happens if a person did nothing for the 50 days and he only has the one day? It's interesting that many of the rabbis write, in this one day, tomorrow, tonight, it's so powerful that if a person did nothing, they could change everything in this period of 24 hours. So we have to take this period very, very seriously. Finally, after the tefillot tomorrow, what are we going to do? We're going to take five aravot, and we're going to take the aravot, and we're going to go outside to the back, to the front, and we're going to look for a little piece of earth, there's a little, you know, two by two square, and we're going to bang the, the, uh, the aravot on the, on the ground. Why do we do that? We say it's the minhag of the nevi'im. When we, when we do that, we have to say that, that, that what's the reason? So many of the Mephashim bring reasons why we're doing it. But one of the reasons is, you know, we say that all the parts of the lulav and etrog represent a person. We say the uh, etrog represents the heart, the lulav represents the spine, the hadasim represent the eyes, and the aravot represent the lips. So what we're trying to do, we say often, we say, Hashem, you should close the mouth of the Satan. When we take the Aravot, which represent the lips, we bang it on the soft ground, not on the hard. Why the soft? Because the soft absorbs sound. And therefore we're praying in a way that whatever negative forces, angels, whatever we want to call it, want to speak against us, those lips should be closed and silenced and the sound of their, their voices should be absorbed in the ground and eliminated. At the same time, we have, a, we have an idea that each of these five and each of the five times goes, goes against one of the letters of Mansapach. Mansapach are the final letters in the Hebrew alphabet. We have a Chav Sofit, a Mem Sofit, Nun Sofit, Sadiq, Pei, Pei Sadiq. We have those are the final letters. Those represent negative forces 
That's what we say the, the Nachash used against Adam. What does that mean? And those are in the world for us to clear. The end letters represent an end. What's an end? An end is no continuation. Everything about Judaism has to do with flow. I want to receive, I want to give to someone else. It's always a flow. Hashem is giving us in order for us to do for others. But if I close my cup and I don't let it flow, what happens? The water spoils, the water stops. This is mansapach, no continuation. When I'm beating that on the ground, what do I have in mind? That I want to eliminate any aspect of stopping. I want to eliminate any aspect of not allowing the flow to go. I want to have in mind that by eliminating that, I allow the flow to come through me, but I have to also have in mind whatever I receive, it's in order for me to do for others. I can't be someone that just, give me, give me, give me, only for me to hold. I have to be someone who could say, give me, give me, give me, in order that I should be able to give. If we have this in mind, when we do this, this uh, ceremony where we're, we're beating the Aravot, that we want to silence any negative forces against us, and we want to recommit ourselves that the flow should come through us in order for us to be a channel, to be there, that's our job in this world. Then Hashem says, wow, I have a perfect partner in this world, which is our job in this world to be a partner with Hashem. And Hashem says, my partner? What am I going to do for my partner? If you, if you work for a company, you have a credit card. You go to a, you, they, they let you fly first class. They let you go to this hotel. They let you go. Everything is covered by who? The company. If you make Hashem your partner, then what happens? Hashem covers everything. So if we do that and have the proper thoughts when we go through tomorrow, and we really think about it tonight, and if you can't stay up all night, try at least to read as much Tehillim as you can. Try to read the book of Devarim if you can. And then tomorrow, try to be here so that your, your mind is there. Go through the Tefillot as best as you can. Go through the Silchot as best as you can. And then we could be sure because... It says about tomorrow, it's supposed to be a happy day. How could it be a happy day again if I'm afraid of that final judgment? Because if we do what we're supposed to do, when we commit to being the flow, then we're guaranteed that Hashem will bless us with a year of health and happiness, peace and prosperity, and we should see Mashiach bin Rabbi Amenu. Amen. Just to add, two questions came up at the end of the class, so uh, just going to add these on to the, to the overall class. Uh, someone asked about the custom to recite nishmat, that basically after we do the, the beating of the Aravot, we generally return to the synagogue and we say nishmat kolchai. And they asked me, why do we say nishmat kolchai? So I saw that there's, a, there's an opinion that nishmat kolchai, it relates, uh, it relates to all living people, meaning, uh, meaning it's almost like a prayer that's coming out of our mouth. And I say, anytime we say something, it creates a reality. So the Nishmat Kolchai, Tevarech Echimcha. So we should be Zocher a year from now, that we should be alive and well, and uh, that we should be able to to uh, to praise Hashem. So Nishmat, Nishmat Kolchai, we're alive and we should pray that, that we should be uh, sealed for a, a year of life. Uh, also, they asked another question about using the... Uh, the jelly of, or the, the etrog to make the jelly. So even though at the end of Hoshanah Rabbah, we're really not taking the lulav and etrog, and many people just leave the, the etrog in the synagogue and the lulav in the synagogue, 
we still can't take the etrog that day and do anything with it. We have to hold it until after the holiday. By us, it's maybe on Sunday. Uh, but generally, we wait till after the holiday, and then they can make it into a, uh, a, a jelly or a jam. And there's a custom for, uh, for women who, who are uh, trying to conceive or women who are pregnant and, and, and as a sugula for, a, for, a, for a easy childbirth. They eat this jelly, they eat this jam on uh, Tuvishvat. And the interesting thing is if a man eats the jelly jam or or the citron or the etrog on uh, Tuvishvat, he's not allowed to make a shefiyanu because he already used and made a beracha on the etrog during the holiday. But a woman, especially by Sephardim, who don't make a beracha on the lulavet etrog, if they do, when they do eat the etrog on Tuvishvat, they should make a shechiyana over that as a, as a new fruit because they didn't make a beracha on it before. And uh, this uh, this idea of it being a uh, uh, a good sign for a person and uh, helpful, <coughs> it's brought by many, many people. I also saw an opinion that a woman can bite the piton off of the the, uh, the etrog and that's a segula to have uh, be able to have children. So is it at Hashem? I don't know. I don't understand these sigulot, but is it at Hashem? Our rabbis tell us these sigulot. So because they tell us these sigulot, they should create the reality that these should be, that Hashem should listen to the Sadiqim whom he loves, and these uh, sigulot should be uh, a good sign for us and uh, any woman who wants to have a baby, this year she should have a baby. Any woman who's pregnant should be protected and blessed throughout her pregnancy to keep her baby and to be able to deliver the Shah Tova Mutzlachat.